Welcome back to Revert. It is nice to be back on the channel, and I want to thank everybody who joined me today in unwrapping this topic. I hope that you know and understand what holiday or event is coming up. Depends when you're watching this, but the resurrection, Easter. What is Easter? It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Three days before they crucified him, he died a painful, terrifying death. And three days later, he rose. And so, in the light of that, I want to look at today at the power of his resurrection. And I got this topic from Philippines chapter 3, verses 7 to 11. Paul writes, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. A packed passage here. But I want to focus on the 10th verse, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul understood something more meaningful of life. He saw and understood that there's something more precious here on earth than the pleasures of this world. If you remember in Hebrews chapter 11, where it talks about the men and women of faith, we read that about Moses, how he would rather be afflicted with the people of God than to enjoy the temporary pleasures of this world, which were sinful also. And same here, Paul, he understands something more meaningful. And he says that he wants to know Jesus Christ. He wants to know the power of his resurrection. And so I want to look at two things in this video is what if Jesus did not rise from the dead? Several points. And then what is the result of this powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ in several points. So starting off with the first question, what if Jesus did not rise from the dead? A passage that probably we all know as Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul talks about the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of dead, and this whole chapter is packed with a lot of good things. I recommend you to read it. But I'll just read from verse 14 to verse 19. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be representing God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. What a strong statement, Apostle Paul. So, number one, looking at this passage, is if Jesus did not rise from the dead, our preaching would be in vain. Why? Because first we'd be representing Christ and our faith would be futile. In other words, it'd be incapable of producing any useful results. It'd be pointless. And if our faith is pointless, what's the point of preaching? Just to lie to ourselves, to lie to others, 
we'd be hypocrites, we would, it would be no good. There would be actually no power in our preaching. Our preaching would not be able to change people's lives because, like already mentioned, it would represent Christ. We say that Jesus Christ rose when he didn't, and there would be no power in it simply, in our preaching. Number two is, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, we would still be in our sins. I think we should know that. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 3 to 4 and verse 11, it says that, But in these sacrifices and the sacrifices of bringing the animals, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible, I want to underline this word, impossible, for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. This emphasis of that bulls and goats Bulls and goats are not able to take away our sins. Yes, it temporarily maybe forgives us, but it does not clean our conscience. It actually doesn't free us. And so we understand that we are not able to free ourselves from sin. Without Christ, apart from Christ, we simply cannot do that. We are wretched. We are sinners. We are lost without Christ. And so... We have to understand and know that forgiveness comes only through the shedding of blood. And you can read this in Hebrews chapter 9 verses 22 to 28. I'm not going to read this for the sake of time, but you can go and read it on your own. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 22 and 28. But forgiveness comes only through the shedding of blood. And if Jesus did not rise, this leads to that his blood has no power. Which if you think about it, we would still be bringing sacrifices to God. And just a side note here that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, he would have died like any other sacrifices. I don't personally know anywhere in the word of God and from any stories, maybe you do, but I don't. I did not find any where any animal was resurrection, was resurrected after it was sacrificed. So if Jesus would resurrect, he'd be actually the first sacrifice that would resurrect from the dead. And if he didn't, then he would be just like any other animal. There would be no difference between him or the other animals, which leads to no hope for any sinners. Because if we read in Romans 3.23, it says that we all have sinned and we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And the next point is that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then everybody who did fall asleep, those who did pass away, they're gone forever. There is no hope. And if they are not raised, then Jesus did not rise from the dead. Why? Because let's look at it like this. For the dead to rise, Jesus has to rise. I mean, I don't think we would rise without Jesus rising because we are under his authority and under him. So for the dead to rise, Jesus had to rise first. Otherwise, what's the point of his death? What's the point of him coming down in a sense? So my final point is that if Christ did not rise from the dead, that means death, which in the word of God, it says that it's God's enemy, is actually stronger than God. This means that the devil is actually the true ruler. I know he's the ruler of this world, but I'm saying that the devil is actually the winner, you can call it. It means that God miserably failed. And this leads to, like we already led, read that every Christian, all of us who believed upon Christ, are to be the most pitied of all people. 
Think about it. What's the point of trying to abstain from this world, from the things of this world, from the pleasures, from the sin, and try to live for God if Jesus simply did not rise from the dead? Which also leads to, Jesus, you came down here, you miserably failed. There would be no point of Jesus coming down here to reconcile us with the Father if he would not rise from the dead. And I don't even know how we are still here if Jesus did not rise from the dead because of all the evil and everything going on. I don't know if without Christ we would make it this far, but that's a side note. But, but, it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, and verse 12 to 18, Apostle Paul probably writes, And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his foot. For by single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts, write them on their minds. Then he adds, I'll remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. And if we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, after Paul writes that if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. And then he writes, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The fact that he did rise from the dead means that his suffering and death actually have power. His blood, in fact, has the power to cleanse us. We can look at it as that it was confirmed or marked by his resurrection. Death was not able to hold him. And if it did not hold him, it was not, it's not able to hold us, those who put their trust in God. Like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 to 57, when the perishable puts on the imperishable, it's talking about us meeting Christ, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that it is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is a great passage, and it is amazing that Jesus actually rose from the dead. Death has no power, no dominion over us, nor Jesus Christ. And like it says here, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but the word of God says we are set free from that. So what is the result of this powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ? I want to first mention that the relationship between God and humanity is restored through his blood and resurrection. We looked, or we look in Genesis where there relationship between humans and God was separated because of sin. When Jesus came down here, it was restored. He reconciled us with God. And how amazing is this? Also, we are set free from the bondage of sin, from slavery, simply put, because before Christ came into our lives, we were slaves to sin. We read in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Paul is writing, and this is a complex letter in church in Galatians about works and mixing up the gospel. But he's writing them and emphasizing that we are set free. 
by Christ. And so we should stand therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15, Paul writes, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in harm. This is amazing of what God did for us, for his name's sake. He made us alive. He forgave us all our trespasses. He canceled our debt. I don't even want to go into how big our debt was before God. It was huge. We would not be able to pay it off. But he, by his blood, by his resurrection, took it and nailed it to the cross. And also in Romans chapter 8, the first four verses, Paul writes, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but to the Spirit. The power of Jesus' resurrection, it takes away our condemnation. There is true freedom from the law and the sin. We, re we read it in Romans chapter 8. And finally, if death or the consequences of death was not able to hold Jesus down, like I already mentioned before, how much more does it not have the power over us, those who are in Christ Jesus? He rose so that he would never have to die again. He's not like a sacrifices in the Old Testament where they kept dying. He died once and for all. And his resurrection, it gives us hope and makes our faith valid. It makes our preaching valid. There's actually power in our preaching. Our faith is not in vain. Our hope is not in vain. And we read in Titus 1, 1 to 3, chapter 1, verse, the first three verses, Paul says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began and at the power time, proper time, manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. Yes, notice the part where it says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies. We have to understand that whatever God has promised, he will do in fact. Our job is to continue in the faith, to leave our eyes on Jesus. And so in conclusion, let's just make it clear once again that Jesus did rise from the dead. And there's so much power and value in it that I just don't know. We don't know yet. I don't even know if we will ever comprehend or experience God's power in full. But I know one thing for sure, that we can experience it more and more when we seek Him more earnestly. When we spend time more in His Word and prayer and seeking His face. I know for a fact when we sanctify ourselves, when we separate ourselves away from this world, from the pleasures, from the sins, and come closer to God, we will experience His power more and more. And then we are able to reflect this power and light unto others. And so, what are you waiting for? Go. Like, seriously, go and let someone know about this great powerful event in history. Go let someone know that there is true freedom 
that there is forgiveness, that there is love, that there is someone who cares. Go, tell, because if you think about it, if you look into the word of God, he did die a terrifying death for me and you. In the next video, I will briefly touch on ways that we can respond to this beautiful, miraculous resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if it's already up, click on the tab on the top right of your screen and that will take you there. God be with you all. God bless.